0: Genesis chapter 48 from verse 13 to 20. I'm going to read from the new international version of the Holy Scriptures. Genesis 48 verse 13 to 20. And Joseph took both of them Ephraim on his right towards Israel's left hand and Manasseh on his left towards Israel's right hand and brought them close to him but Israel reached out to the right but Israel reached out to the right hand and put on Ephraim's head though he was the younger and crossing his arms he put his left hand on Manasseh's head even though Manasseh was the firstborn then he blessed Jacob he blessed Joseph and said May the God before whom my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, walk faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all hands, may he bless these boys. May they be called by my name and the names of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. And may they increase greatly on the earth. When Joseph saw his father placing his right hand on Ephraim's head, he was displeased. So he took hold of his father's hand and moved it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh's head. Joseph said to him, No, my father, this is the firstborn. Put your right hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He too will become a people he too become great. Nevertheless, his younger brother will be greater than he, and his descendants will become a group of nations. So he blessed them that day and said, In your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Listen to this. So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. I want to talk to you this morning what I captioned, terminating the firstborn syndrome. Terminating the firstborn syndrome. You can take your seats. Terminating the firstborn syndrome. There are four kinds, or I would say, four kinds of firstborns. There is a firstborn by death. Someone who became firstborn because everyone ahead of him or her died. So because the elder sister died, the first two sisters died, they have become firstborn because of death. Then there is firstborn by parental favor, where even though there is an elder brother, the father decides to treat the younger brother as if the younger brother is the eldest in the family. Firstborn by parental favor. We can see this in the life of Joseph. Joseph was the last, almost the last. But by favor, the father gave him a coat of many colors. Now in, in, the, in, in the Hebrew culture, when your father gave you a coat of many colors, it was a sign that you will be the successor. Even though in this culture, it was usually the first son that becomes the heir, becomes the successor. But by parental favor, Jacob made Joseph a successor, even though he was almost the last in the family. So you realize that when his brothers went to Egypt and he was a prime minister, he became the firstborn of the family because the father made it so. Then you have firstborn by financial power, he is the firstborn because he has money. For example, the father died in Africa, and the firstborn is in Africa. But the last born who is abroad has the final say over the barrier. The first born who is in Africa, who has no money, has nothing to say about the father's barrier because the youngest brother who is abroad and has money has not spoken. He says, keep the cops in the mutuary until I come. Because he has power. He has become first born by financial influence. Then you have firstborn by divine order. Firstborn as God orchestrated it to be. Firstborn in the order of God. I came to announce to somebody this morning. If you are a firstborn in this house, God is about to make you a firstborn according to divine order. I said, God is about to make you a firstborn according to divine order. Amen. Now, if you look into our families you will agree many firstborns in our families are not doing well as I'm thinking begin to reflect in your family think about your aunts your uncles think about every firstborn and see whether they're doing well look around God has sent this message to you this morning because he's about to terminate that firstborn syndrome in your family whatever causes firstborns not to succeed God is about to terminate it today in the name of Jesus. I said God is about to terminate it today in the name of Jesus. Now pay attention because there are some deep things in this text I want to share with you. In verse 13, when Joseph heard that a father was about to die, he took his children and went to his father to bless them. Unlike his brothers, their brothers knew that their father was about to die. And they were probably walking like, that old man is about to die. But Joseph understood that the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of Isaac, was now the blessing of Jacob. And this man was about to die. Somebody needs to receive that blessing. And Joseph said, I am not going to receive the blessing alone. I'm going with my children. And he brought his children to his father, so that he could bless them. Let me say this to you. There are three persons that will bless you in this life for you to succeed. Number one is God. God has to bless you. God has to bless you. Number two, your biological father or biological parents, they have the power to bless you. That is why if your father curses you, it works because you came from him. If your mother curses you, it works because you came from her. The second person to bless you is your biological parent. That is why I tell parents, speak good words to your children. When your child has offended you, don't curse them. Don't say, what nonsense child is this? You are just like your father. You are stupid like your auntie. You begin to say words that are contrary to the child's destiny. We are called to bless and not to curse. And then the third person to bless you Is your priest calling your pastor or your prophet. When these three people bless you, no devil can stop you. The Bible says, by a prophet, God brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a prophet, he preserved them through the wilderness. By a prophet. Jacob was not only the biological father of Joseph. He was also his spiritual father because he was carrying a blessing that was given to him by Isaac, that was given to Isaac by Abraham. So Jacob doubled as the spiritual and biological father of Joseph. That is why when he was dying, even though just Joseph had money, he had influence, he was a prime minister of Egypt, and he recognized there is something this old man carries that I need to get before he dies. And he took his children and put them at his feet. Joseph was very wise and he understood that I need to get this blessing for my children. Let me tell you, your spiritual understanding of the things of God is going to determine the blessings that come upon your children. Your spiritual understanding of the things of God is going to determine the blessings that come upon your children. He placed them before Jacob according to their birth order. The older on the right and then the younger on the left. But the Bible says Jacob crossed his hands because he positioned them in such a way that the right hand was supposed to be on Manasseh and the left on Ephraim. But Jacob crossed his hands. He put the left hand on Manasseh and then he put the right hand on Ephraim. The Ryan right was a hand of power. It was a hand of transfer. It was a hand that extended the mandate. So Joseph understood that whoever receives this right hand is the one that receives the mandate as the firstborn. But Jacob crossed his hands. The firstborn syndrome was at work. The second was becoming the first. while well, the first was becoming the second? Though Jacob knew that this was not right, because in the Hebrew culture, it, it does not happen. But what he was doing did not correspond to what he knew, because there was a power at work that was prohibited from doing what he was supposed to do by blessing them in the order of their birth. There are parents who know that even though it is wrong to favor the last child above the first, yet they still do it. Because there is a power of the firstborn syndrome at work in that family. They neglect the first child, and they will favor the last child. It's the one they will send to boarding school, give all the privileges, while the first son is neglected. And then in verse six, fifteen and 16, the Bible says, he blessed Joseph and said, pay attention, may God, may the God before whom my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, have worked faithfully, the God who has been my shepherd, all my life to this day, the angel who has delivered me from harm, may he bless these boys. May he bless these boys. And may they be called by my name and the name of my fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And may they increase upon the end. Notice this. When he places his hands upon the boys, you would think you would say, God bless Ephraim. God bless Manasseh. But the Bible says, he placed his hands upon them, and he blessed Joseph, saying, pay attention, he placed his hands on the boys, but he blessed Joseph. Why? Because the Abrahamic mandate was supposed to pass from father to child, and not from father to grandchildren. So the blessing had to come through Joseph. There was no way Jacob could bless Ephraim and Manasseh directly because they had no direct connection to him. He had to bless them through Joseph. May I say this to you? If you are a parent and you are not serious about God, maybe you push your children to church. You say let them go. But you yourself are not connected to God. You are directly disconnecting your children from the blessing because God has to bless your children through you. God has no grandchildren. God only has children. So if you are pushing your children to be spiritual, you say, do your memory verse, read the Bible, but you yourself are not connected to what they are doing. You are disconnecting your children from the blessing. He blessed Joseph, saying, may these boys be blessed. May they increase. He was talking to Joseph but talking to the children. And now listen to this. Joseph stood there and his father blessed them. And he said, may they increase. And then Joseph noticed that the father was placing his hands wrongly. Joseph came and removed his father's hands. Like this error must be corrected. I'm not going to stand here and watch my last son become the first. Joseph came and removed his father's hand. The father said, no, 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 and he crossed it again. He put the right hand on the younger brother and the left hand on the elder brother. Thank God Joseph noticed that something was wrong and he was trying to fix it because many of us do not recognize that something is wrong in our families when the youngest brother becomes the eldest brother. When the youngest brother, because he has money, because he has influence, becomes the one who is in control. I prophesy this morning by the blood of Jesus. Every firstborn syndrome in your family shall be terminated. Amen. I said every firstborn syndrome in your family shall be terminated. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jacob objected and said, no, it's not going to be like that. Because this was a long age battle. That included even him. Remember, Jacob became firstborn, even though Esau was born first. So there was no way he, who had experienced the same syndrome, could correct it. He crossed his hands and still blessed them. Notice this. He compensated Manasseh and said, he too will be great, but pronounced a more blessing on Ephraim. Have we not seen families where... The firstborn, or maybe the family is trying to help the firstborn to be like the first. They try to give him money. They try to support his business. They try to do things for him. So they can push him to be the first. But there is a power at work that keeps bringing him down. He tries in the business, it does not work. He invests in things, it does not work. But the youngest brother is excelling. It doesn't matter how the family tries to help the eldest brother or the eldest sister. Nothing ever works because of the firstborn syndrome. That power opposing firstborns in your family shall be subdued and paralyzed today in the name of Jesus. That power shall be paralyzed in Jesus' name. Now listen to me. Then the Bible says, he blessed them and said, in your name will Israel pronounce this blessing. May God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh." So he put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. I pray that God will bless you to the point where your life becomes a reference of blessing. Amen. I wish I was talking in a Presbyterian church. Amen. I say, may God bless you to the point where your life becomes a reference of blessing. Amen. That when they think of somebody who is blessed, they think about you. Amen. He said, it will come a time in Israel that when people want to bless, they will say, May God make you like the God of Ephraim and Manasseh. Amen. That people will say, May God make you like the God of our sister. Amen. Like the God of our brother. Amen. Put your name and say, May God make you like my God. like my God. Oh, you're afraid to call your name in that place. Because <laughs> you're not sure you're really blessed. <laughs> Hallelujah. You become a reference point to the blessings of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. However, after blessing them, the Bible said he still put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. It doesn't matter what Joseph was trying to do to interrupt it, the father still put Ephraim ahead of Manasseh. The firstborn syndrome was very strong and he was at war. Listen to me. The fact that you are doing well, even as a firstborn, may not indicate that you are free from the firstborn syndrome. It may only mean that you are succeeding because of struggle, not because you are supposed to succeed the way you should succeed. You work harder than other people to succeed because the firstborn power is opposing you. I don't know who has taken your place as a firstborn, but God is about to give you your place. Amen! I if God is about to give you your place. Amen. That error shall be corrected and terminated. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now let's go to the Bible and see something where this firstborn syndrome started in this family. From the house of Abraham. Abraham's first son was Ishmael. But who became first? He became Isaac. Isaac was born... Few years after Ishmael. But it was not Ishmael that became the heir to the throne or the heir to the blessing. It became Isaac, even though Isaac was born second. Now go to the house of Isaac. There was Esau and Jacob. Esau was the first But who became the blessed one? He became Jacob. That is why when Esau was selling his birthright, the Bible says he came back from hunting, he was so tired. That the guy, I don't know what was attractive to Esau about steel. The guy liked Red Stew. Anytime he saw rescue, he was willing to do anything for rescue. Esau will give you his credit card for rescue. Esau will give you his social security number for rescue. He could not resist rescue. When he came that evening and saw Jacob cooking his rescue, if you read the Bible very well, The way the Hebrew phrase renders the transaction that happened between Jacob and Esau suggests that that was not the first time he was doing a business to get stew. He said, give me some of that, your stew. So that was not the first time. He has been giving things to Jacob to get stew. But this time he came back from hunting with nothing. And then Jacob said, I am going to give you stew." But since you have no animal and nothing to give me for in exchange, I need your right. And Esau gave the bearer, not knowing that that was his legal right to receive the blessing that came from Abraham to Isaac. That was his identity before God to become blessed. And he said, what is right? Take this nonsense called bedrime and give me stew to eat. And Jacob glanced gl- Willingly gave him the stew and then took the bedright. That is why, on the day that Jacob came and deceived the father, even though he got the blessing through deception, the blessing worked because he had bought the bedright. If Esau had not given Jacob his bedright, that blessing would not have rested upon the life of Jacob because he was not the right person. But Jacob had bought the bedright. So legally and spiritually, he was qualified to get the blessing. Go back to the house now of Jacob. Jacob had 12 children. The first was Reuben. But who became the firstborn? Joseph. When he was about to die, he did not ask for any of his children. He asked for Joseph. After he saw Joseph in Egypt, he said, I cannot rest with my fathers. It means that all these 11 children I have, they are useless. This is the only son I have. In the house of Jacob, the firstborn syndrome. Now let me take it one step further. If you study in Genesis chapter 38 about Judah, Judah had two sons, Perez and Zerah. When they were about to be born, they were twins. The Bible says, Zerah stretched out his hand. And the midwife saw the hand and tied the rope and said, this one came first. Then Zara pulled back his hands and Perez came out. And he became the firstborn, even though the brother's hand was out first. The firstborn syndrome was working in this family. Firstborns did not make it. We're going to pray this morning. And I believe that when God gives you the revelation I'm about to share with you today, if you are a firstborn... You are about to be liberated. Amen. I say you are about to be liberated. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Now listen to me. Why do, why does the enemy fight firstborns? Number one, they belong to God. In the Bible, in Numbers chapter eight, verse seventeen, it says, "Every firstborn male in Israel, whether human or animal, is mine. Is mine." When I struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, I set them apart for myself. So God is saying, anything that comes out from the womb first, whether animal or human, is mine. So when God identifies himself with anything, Satan will fight that thing. That is why Satan fights firstborn. Again, in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 19, it says, Set apart to the Lord your God every firstborn male of your herds and flocks. Do not put the firstborn of your cows to work. And do not shear the firstborn of your sheep. Again, in Leviticus chapter 27 verse 26. It says, no one, however, may dedicate a firstborn of any animal. Since the firstborn is already mine. Whether ox or sheep, it is the Lord's. So what God is saying is this. If you have a firstborn... You don't need dedication because it's already mine. You cannot bring it to me the second time. It's already mine. I'm going to share with you something. So, when a firstborn is not dedicated to the Lord, the firstborn is directly telling God, I'm not yours. That's what he's saying. Because if all firstborns belong to the Lord, it means in every family, the firstborn is supposed to be the closest to God because they belong to God. In the original order of things. So when a firstborn pulls away from God, you are trying to tell God, I can do all by myself. I don't need you. I'm alone. I don't need you. Remember what I thought about it, the principle of God first. Anything that is first belongs to God. Your first fruit is God. Your tithe, the first ten is God. So First fruit or tithe has nothing to do with money. It's a principle. So anytime you fail to bring God what is first, you are telling God, I am first, You, you are second. Anytime you fail to put God first, you are trying to take the place of God to be first. It's not about what you give, it's about respecting the principle that is instituted in the scripture. The principle of God first. I'm putting God first. Now, let me read this scripture and I'm going to show an example. After this example, we're going to pray. In Exodus chapter 13, verse 13, it says, Redeem with a lamb every firstborn donkey. If you do not redeem it, break its neck. Redeem every firstborn among your sons. Exodus thirteen thirteen. So what God is saying is this. If the firstborn is not redeemed, The neck is broken. So in other words, that firstborn right, they are disconnected from it. If they are not redeemed. I'm coming. Again, in Colossians chapter 1 verse 15, it says Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. Now I'm going to do an an, an illustration. I wish I had two people that can come to the pulpit. Any two people. Any two, please. Just come very fast. Now, let me show you something. You can stand behind me. Okay. Let's say she's the first. Every challenge that comes to this family comes and touch her first because she's the first. Every battle in the family comes through her first yes. because she's the first. Yes. Every struggle, every attack, yes. every curse that came from the grandparents will yes. go through her first yes. because she's the first. Yes. Every difficulty that came from the ancestors yes. will go through her first because she's the first. Yes. But let me show you what redemption does. When the, when the Bible says, redeem the firstborn. When she gives her life to Christ now she ceases to be the firstborn because the Bible says in this text in, in Colossians chapter 1:15, it says Jesus is the image of God and he is the firstborn of all creation mm. so when I give my life to Jesus as a firstborn I cease to be a firstborn yes. because Jesus has become the firstborn of my family Amen. so what does that mean? When Jesus becomes the firstborn, every attack that comes now does not touch her anymore because a new firstborn is in the family. Amen. I wish someone would clap for this revelation. Hey, hey, hey. When, so, when an arrow is shot against her, it doesn't touch her. Because why? Jesus is now a, the firstborn. Amen. That is why if you are a firstborn and you are not born again, I pity you. Because every attack is still coming. But when you give your life to Jesus, a new firstborn says, hey, I'm not a firstborn of the family. The lion of the tribe of Judah. Yes. The one that sits in heaven. Yes. The one that is able to deliver. Yes. The one that is able to change. Yes. Touch not my anointing. Yes. And do my prophets no harm. Yes. So every arrow you shot cannot yes. touch her anymore. Because why? A new firstborn is in the family. Yes. And take your seat. This is what it says, redeem every firstborn. So, if you if there is a prayer you can pray for a firstborn in your family is that they become born again. Because until they are born again, listen to me. There can only be one firstborn in the world, and that is Jesus Christ. So when a man refuses to submit to the authority of the ultimate firstborn, he is telling God, I can also be a firstborn. I can also resist the struggles, I can also fight the battles. I can also confront the witches. And can you confront them? But when you give that place to Jesus, you become the second born. So the troubles, you will notice that Joseph died before his brothers because he carried the weight of the family. Every responsibility of the family was upon him. Their brothers rested. They were not in charge of taking care of their father or anything because all the responsibility was on Joseph. When you give your life to Christ and Christ becomes the firstborn, every struggle in your life is over because now it goes to the firstborn. Amen. If you are a firstborn in this house who is born again, I want to announce to you every syndrome of firstborn in your life is terminated Amen. because there is a new firstborn in the family called Amen. Jesus. He Amen. said, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. He has become the firstborn. So whatever was affecting people in my family, affecting firstborns in my family, because we have a new firstborn, the devil has no legal power to oppress any firstborn in my family because we have a new firstborn, Amen. who is Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. He says, redeem every firstborn. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 26, it says, For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons, True faith. What does that mean? When we come to Jesus Christ, there's no firstborn, because he's the firstborn. We become all sons. Whether you were born first, second, third, or 39, we are all sons, because we have only one firstborn, who is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That is why redemption is not about going to church. Being born again is not about joining a church. It's about identifying with Jesus Christ. And when you begin to relate with him, There are things he will do for you that church cannot do for you. Hallelujah. Becoming a firstborn. When you understand what we have just said, then the power of the enemy over your life is broken. You can tell the devil, devil, listen. That oppression was yesterday. I will tell my elder brother about it. (laughs) Hallelujah. That oppression in the dream that came from my ancestors, was yesterday. We have a new firstborn in the family. Even years that you came again in my dream, you are finished. We have a new firstborn in the family. That trouble, that bad luck, that misfortune, that disappointment that you oppressed me with for all these years, is over Amen. because I'm no longer the firstborn. Amen. Jesus has become the firstborn Amen. among many brethren. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. With this understanding, You can tell the devil, get out. Because you are no longer the firstborn. Jesus has become the firstborn of your family. We're going to pray this morning. I want you to stand on your feet. We're going to pray this morning. And God is about to set somebody free this morning. I don't know if you're a firstborn in your family. God is about to visit you this morning. Just open your mouth and just begin to thank the Lord for this word. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him praise. Begin to give him glory, begin to give him glory, begin to give him glory, begin to give him glory.